everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I am Lauren. I'm Jai. Hey, we're doing another fashion chat episode right before. Well, we're in the beginning of Fashion Week now. You'll hear this in two days, but we will do a Fashion Week recap at the end of all the shows and talk about our favorites. But this is just like general hot topics in fashion. But yeah, it's been a while since we've done one. So yeah. I know. I can't remember the last one, actually. Last season, I guess. But Yeah, it was definitely last season. I think there wasn't much in between. Like, it was just the collections. Maybe some mm-hmm. social media stuff. But yeah, there's been a lot going on. Um, I have random topics to discuss, but I guess let's first, because we were just talking about it off air, because we were supposed to record earlier today, but then we recorded later, kind of sort of so we could talk about the new Helmet Lang show by Peter Doe, because that just premiered today. So we're fresh on our heels with that. So yeah, I mean, I guess like, let's get into like this opening of Fashion Week, super, super anticipated yeah, I, I feel like I heard about, about this. it, and like, I think we had high expectations. <laughs> I I mean, kind of did, yeah. I, I thought it was going to be amazing, but it wasn't. Um, it wasn't great. It just felt really flat, um, really basic, but not like you can do minimal, and this didn't feel minimal. It, it felt basic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely done. I don't like the colors, the color palette. I mean, it's obviously lots of black, but I really have a problem with the fuchsia and the yellow. Like, it it just doesn't feel contemporary. It feels odd. Like, I yeah. don't. I don't know. I mean, I know pink is still. It's the color. Yeah, a hot color uh, this season because we. We saw that in the previous one, right? Mm-hmm. It's a little hot pink, and then this Barbie as well. Oh, and that's like, right. Yeah. That had a huge impact, and like, you know, like trends and culture. Kind of, yeah, it's like people were going to the theaters dressed in all pink, like it's everyone. Crazy. Um, I just don't, I don't get, I don't get that touch of color like in the collection at all. Um, I don't get that. Everyone that I've seen so far on like uh hft which they call high fashion twitter um so i follow like some people that are making comments on the shows almost everyone is not talking about the actual garments and they're just giving references to the archive Mm. and they're just like look at this look this is just like the look from fall winter 94 look at this look this is like from i think like the spring summer 97 show like and but that's not like you're not critiquing the actual look it's like we get the reference but does this work Mm -hmm. does this even make sense well also i feel like i i feel like it's okay when sometimes designers go back revisit the archive but this is someone new Mm -hmm. that's just been appointed i feel like i think it's it (laughs) if you're going to revisit the archive i think it could have been done differently i don't there's so many basic looks like i hate those like sort of Japanese denim, like the pants. salvage. Yeah, like the, the salvage, salvage with denim. that with the beige shirt rolled up, and you see two models. Like you see a girl wearing it and a guy wearing it, mm-hmm. and it's like it's just odd to me. Like it doesn't, and you don't want to like start like you don't want your first collection as you know 
as as like credit director of brand to be so simple and yeah i mean i would think that you're trying to show that you're the voice that's going to take the name into another era mm-hmm. like you're reimagining the era it's same thing what happened with is the guy's name lucy and the guy who did and demula meester he like basically tried to revisit the archive then he got fired oh the, like he did the that one, one... for ludovic the, the first, yeah. ludovic that's his name not lucy and i knew it was an mm-hmm. l um that he was like the new and demula meester creative director and then it was like trying to do the archives but it was bad and and then they just like were like no i think i think people were just like no this is crazy well no that was that was bad because he literally just everything was naked like really weird more like his kind of thing but was his under the guise of like i'm pulling from the archives i thought that was one of the things that he said he was doing but it was like this doesn't look like well, I, you I are i didn't think he looked like the archives at all i think he looked more like his person like his own brand mm-hmm. you know um, which is very, very much like light by the like influences and stuff, but it's not really much to it. There's barely any fabric. I mean, yeah, it's all sheer. And um, I, I just felt like if you appoint someone like Peter Doge, you want their like you you want to see a touch of them as designers mm-hmm. and incorporate it with the DNA of the brand. And I mm-hmm. didn't see that because no. you were just saying like before we started recording about the tailoring yeah tailoring is so incredible and i don't see it here no it's it's really strange too Mm because it looks like it could have i don't know who designed it and it looks very like it could be like someone's uh, someone i was looking at the fashion spot i always look at the forums on fashion spot so i was confused because Sometimes the internet really makes you like doubt everything when you see so many like opinions and it's hard to kind of avoid things. It's hard. It's like when you look at like movie reviews, like before Mm -hmm. it sucks when reviews come out like two or three days before the movie because you're like, I just want to go see it. I don't care if everyone says it's bad. I just want to go see it. Yeah, well, I don't read them, but they, Mm -hmm. when I'm on, I'm chronically online, like on Twitter. Like, there will just be a byline. They'll just be like, this movie debuts with, like, 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm still going to go see it. But that's just annoying that, like, people already don't like it or whatever. But that's how I felt about this. I kept being like, okay, I'm going to wait for all the photos to come out. And I was going to, I was watching the live stream and it was super late. It was, like, 45 minutes late. And then I just stopped because I was like, whatever, I'll just catch up later. And then I looked at the photos first and then I watched the video. I also did not like the runway presentation either. Um, I, I didn't watch the video. I'm I'm only looking at photos. Yeah, um, it was it was. I liked the that he collaborated with, uh, I believe, a Vietnamese artist or writer to make the slogans that were on the floor and that they were in some mm-hmm. of the shirts. And they said that like that person was really cool. I think their name is like Oscar. Let's say. Let me find out. But I even I personally don't get the slogan tease and it doesn't make sense for this that's the thing it's like i don't it feels just really high street like yeah oh oh yeah someone on fashion spot said like zara wants their clothes back and i was like "Mm -hmm." and also i particularly hate look 45 which is like right towards the end and it's um the colors like a jersey top that's kind of like not like 
like it's got like a like a twist at the front. It's jersey and it's like red, black, and yellow. The dress at the bottom has like a well, it looks like a top and skirt, but yeah, you're right. It could be a dress. Yeah, um, it's like a yeah, it's it's old school too. It's like indie sleeves, but bad. Well, okay, so this is what I was saying. My next comment was this is and I'm not like you know trying to be mean or anything, but this is stuff that was, I was at uni, I graduated in 2006. So this is something that I made in a different pal- color palette in 2003, do you know? Mm-hmm. Th- this like same top. The silhouette, the long, the really, really long, could be long, like a tunic yeah, dress with like top. A, exactly. It's just it's stuff that I don't, I was just like really taken aback by that. I was just expecting more. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I hope people don't think like, oh god, they're just gonna sit and shit on everything. But this is design. It's nothing to do with, with him as a person. I'm no, curious for the next exactly. season. I mean, we're and still we gonna be were paying just attention. How his last collection, like his own brand, like was so amazing, incredible. Yeah. And he's showing like, in Paris, so it's gonna be, it's probably gonna be yeah. great. Also, I mean, I know this is probably not. I don't know if this. Um, I mean, I guess it is his thing, but. I, I hate the models. I don't like the casting. Yeah. Obviously, the styling is rough because there's so much you can do with the pieces that are so like the pieces that are so simple. But it's just so flat, you know. Styling. There's nothing here that's like lifting the collection. Not the makeup. Not the hair. No, like the outfits. Um. Yeah, the the models. I I just didn't really get it. The models, I feel like the positives on the models, I'll have to say, is I do like the amount of diversity, and I do like that there are no influencers, and there are no, like, big name models. Mm -hmm. I did did like that he didn't have, like, the obvious ones, like the Gigi's and the Bella's, and, like, the Amelia Gray's, like, the new one is coming Yeah, I love that. I think that's, uh, I appreciate when they don't do that. Yeah, so I thought that was cool, that it was supposed to be about the clothes, but it feels very, like, wannabe acne and like yeah, you yes. know like it wants yes. to be like the old acne when acne in like the what mid to mm-hmm. late 2000s when they yeah, were new i totally i think that's really spot on actually yeah like it looks like there are elements of like when i bought like acne things on sale you know like when i could afford them but i would be like looking and, and looking for things but it feels very dated like this was stuff i wore in college like so, that exactly. bubble dress that's, well, that's, that bubble hem yeah, it's like maybe they're trying to bring it back, but it doesn't feel reinvented. Like it just feels like it's no. from that time, you know. So yeah, it's yeah. kind of a shame. I just, I also just don't get the men's tailoring with the, um, yellow kind of ribbon belted whatever, you know. It's like... Supposed to be the taxi cab. I was reading the taxi cab. The ads because Helmet Lang like started to put high fashion ads on top of taxis in New York and a lot right. of fashion brands didn't like that and that's supposed but to be But it doesn't I think this here. is like a quick interpretation of that. No. And I, I and again I, I like him a lot. I just don't Yeah, he's super talented. Like... Yeah, like yeah, I don't I don't really I was not as big of a fan, but I'm actually really curious to see the response to of other mm. people like i've seen a lot of praise but i'm and even the vogue review i read it was like it wasn't bad but it was kind of like we'll see oh like, really what, yeah what i mean say? like it just was kind of like it was a little bit of a 
of fluff you know they were like oh this was great and then nods to this and that i don't ex- i mean honestly we've talked about this before with magazines like vogue and this goes into like our next thing we were gonna actually talk about the september 23 issue of vogue but i didn't go to the magazine store this actually proves how hard it is to even get a hold of it now which is insane that it really shows how much it doesn't matter and the fact that i couldn't get it together before recording this i was like this is fine because i am a magazine collector and i'm not going to collect this i'm literally going to throw it out so yeah after i look well, at no, it I, and don't, I, was like, I don't care about american yeah vogue. i don't care about american vogue quite honestly i downloaded like a pdf of british vogue but that wasn't even that interesting and i was like okay just as well we're not talking about september like we did the september issue on patreon so that was cool i mean that was like pre-social media so it was just like a really cool look and what they actually do yeah it was so yeah, we didn't have that, but but we definitely have like I want to see more of like what people are saying and we already talked about how we can't get any honest journalism out of a lot of fashion places anymore. No, you kind of have no, to go to the, the journalists and the people because Vogue is they're probably going to have helmet lang. I, I can hear the storm. <laughs> I know, right? Can you hear the storm? It's, I can hear thunder. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have thunder where you are? No. No. <laughs> I think it's like supposed to be passing. I hope also, it's not super loud. You must have the window open. No, I'm just I'm really? right by the I'm right by the window. It sounds like you're like literally by the window. Like. Oh, I am. I'm I'm like in a corner between two windows, kind of. Oh wow! Like that's where my desk is. Yeah, so it's kind of loud. Sorry. I mean, I'm gonna try to reduce the sound, reduce the, <laughs> the background noise when I export it. No, I just it. think it's funny. Um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's Mother Nature. It's fucking hot as balls. So like, I'm so happy for it to storm and get cooler. It's like well, next week is supposed to be a little nicer, mm-hmm. like actually bearable, you know. Yeah, thank God. It's been too fucking hot. Like it's just too fucking hot. Yeah, it's like this is weird thunder. It's like really low, like rumbly thunder. Usually the thunder doesn't sound like this. Like it sounds like it's coming from like a different mm-hmm. direction or something. It usually doesn't <laughs> it's just, sound like it's this. really funny to hear. That's all. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so yeah, no Vogue. Um, you know, retrospective, which is fine. And I mean, we can. Oh, also another little tidbit. It's not like a a huge tidbit or anything, but uh, Kylie Jenner for the new acne. Oh. Yeah. This oh this oh sorry I forgot to make my other point is that we can't really expect an honest um review of any of the shows from any of the major publications because they're going to no. be having a helmet lang ads in the next issues so i mean yeah i mean you know. at the end of the day like he's someone like incredibly talented and loved by most people i would say and i understand they want to be loyal and it probably feels like you know they don't want no one wants to say anything bad about him but it, it's tough i mean magazines yeah. also like you yeah i mean we, we've we've talked about this many times you know when they like praise oh, designers or collections or campaigns that are awful and we're like why you can't get like a decent like point of view from anyone you know it's a business at this point even like days you know when they were raving about alessandro and michaela like and that sort of Kubrick inspired aka like replica yeah it's like no but you kind of have to you guys are like made for these brands like they take out ad space in your magazine so you can't exactly well ads and they also shoot their 
those brands a lot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, everything's an advertorial. Like, I also another thing was that I, well, I mean, Kylie Jenner for acne, whatever. It, this is another thing. Like, they need to sell. Like, they, they need to. I know, to... but why? I don't think you need her to sell. No, people like her as a model. I don't get it. I just I've only seen it. super positive stuff about that campaign. I didn't think it was anything, but I'm not a fan. I'm not her demographic either. I'm not like well, who they're marketing to. So I'm a, I mean, all of the high end brands are trying to go younger, which is crazy that younger people have shit. It's like fucking boring. I don't know. It's crazy that younger people they're marketing to them because they don't have the money, but they do though. Well, now some of them there's, do yeah, now there are because... more people that do that are younger and they have the money to buy the stuff. When it used to be like everyone older, they're they're giving you know like they're trying to market to, but Kylie wears shit and people buy it. Like Kylie will wear something that's expensive and there's still people who will buy it. And she's and a better Kendall. model than her sister. Well, yeah, yeah Kendall, Kendall gives us also, nothing though. Kendall is everywhere and people oh, just yeah. about how amazing she is and how she debuted, like she did her debut as model at 15 and she's been in like so many covers and campaigns. And again, we just saw her in the Stella McCartney campaign. Is it like raining everyone, where you are? Uh, probably, but I can't hear anything because you just, mm-hmm. you don't even hear anything. Oh wow! Okay. No, no, like yeah. Can you hear the no. rain here. I hear everything as if you were outside. Oh wow! It's that I loud. I hear rain, like thunder. Yeah, I hear oh, the no. rain. It's literally like you're in, like outside. Oh my god! It's that loud. I'm yeah. gonna turn my thing down. I'm. <laughs> if that's better. Is that better somehow? Um. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> like, it's the same. No, I mean, yeah. I don't care. I mean, I, I'm going to say, like, when I hear, like, I listen to, like, a few podcasts about, like, wellness and whatever, and I'm like, these are big podcasts, right? And when they have, they always have a guest, I suppose, for the most part. It's, it, it drives me crazy how bad this sound is, and I'm thinking, you are such a big like podcast why can't you get your sound right you know yeah, I've, I've because it's like muffle and it sounds like the guest is on the phone and they're like doing it that way and then you lose like they lose kind of reception so you don't end up hearing the end of what the the, the oh. person said it's like literally like how you will hear like a long long distance call back in the day you know oh yeah Damn. And it drives me crazy, and I'm like, I can't listen to it because I feel like there's so many like softwares now and programs, and you shouldn't have this issue when you have such a big following, you know? No, it's really crazy how they do, and even some some shows I've heard, and then they'll play their ad or something, and they'll like loop what they just said, and I'm like, oh. I just heard them say that, and I'm like, do they not have producers? Like, oh, and yeah. they have things listed like producer, sound engineer. I was like, what are they doing? Like, what do you mean you have all these, st- the whole staff, like, come on, or, or yeah, people, like, I've heard really... them go, like, hey, John, uh, cut that out, like, cut this bit out, and they, like, obviously didn't cut it out, like, they obviously, like, didn't listen to the whole well, It's episode. just really frustrating when you're really interested in the topic, out mm-hmm. of the, the guest, but they are, the sound is so bad, you can't yeah. even understand what they're saying, because it's, like, muffled, and, and then you lose, kind of, like, you lose like complete signal and it's like i don't know what that person just said you know yeah it's annoying 
That's so, so fucking annoying. I, I think with you, it's just the opposite. You kind of hear everything, <laughs> but no, it's not bad. It's, it's very clear. Like oh, that's when I good. listen to our episodes, everything's pretty clear. Oh, know? that's good. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, this is just Mother Nature. It's not like I have like someone's vacuuming or like a yeah, television. Yeah, we have extreme weather. Like everywhere. Yeah. Like, do you see what happened in Hong Kong? Oh my god. Yeah, flooding it's crazy yeah i saw that this one girl i follow on instagram she lives in hong kong but she lives in like the 50th floor or something so she was like it's so bad down like at the street level and like it's crazy and she was showing like going out i was like oh my god yeah i was like shit man um so yeah kylie lame but whatever it was kind of a surprise for acne i thought but maybe not because she's like relevant to them um tremaine emery left supreme as the creative director which was a big story i think last week i want to say everyone i mean just like everything now like everyone talks about the same thing on social media all platforms all Mm -hmm. publications like everyone what did you think about it or do you have any feelings about it i didn't have like a lot of feelings about it but i mean i just feel like for him to step down it's it's gonna be true like i don't doubt it at all you know no i don't doubt it and i've heard a lot of conflicting stories so i actually oh you have like yeah so i don't know okay so i heard that like allegedly because he also has a line called denim tears yes which is really popular and i know people that wear it and they love oh, okay. it okay it's cool yeah yeah so i did not know this i just knew his name when i saw that he left and i think i knew that he was the creative director of supreme but for me supreme i've always found really interesting in like the 90s and 2000s but i since they started doing like really dumb shit and the resale market really mm-hmm. took over where people mm-hmm. would line up outside the stores and and they would put their name on anything right like, exactly. at one point there was a brick that was stamped like supreme and i was like what like i mean the dumbest shit like a sled a fucking whatever like the most random thing you could imagine like a fucking floor fan would be like a red supreme fan like it was like the weirdest shit you're like what or like a lamp anyway so i hadn't paid attention because the clothes were they would do or they're doing a lot of collabs lately i mean they had like north face and they had like uh yoji and i mean they have like really cool collabs but that I think was the only way to maintain their relevancy because I don't know if they still have a skate team. Like, they're not mm. indie anymore. They're, like, over a billion dollars. I think the guy, I don't know if uh, James, I think the, is the guy's first name, but I don't know if he owns, like, most of the company or I know a lot of it, I think, is um, was sold to, like, a, you know, whatever. Those they just do, com- they got too big, too commercial mm-hmm. and mainstream and it's just like basic things that just have the logo on them yeah that's like basically all it is Mm -hmm. so when tremaine took over i believe it was like a year or two ago wasn't that long and so apparently allegedly he pitched a collection that was supposed to be uh, a collaboration with a black artist like i think he's a painter but the the paintings that he makes are very like violently explicit photos of like lynchings and Mm -hmm. um like things like that that he wanted to incorporate with supreme and i think what i read was that supreme pulled the plug on this collab and didn't tell him yeah and that's what i read that's what i read so then so then then i think well what it was being painted as i don't actually know because i haven't heard from him like i think he did a statement on instagram but i haven't heard like a whole thing I'd like to hear like a f- 
actual interview, like an audio or video, like actually like hear him talk about it. So I think a lot of people mm-hmm. were coming at him with, especially a lot of black people too, were coming at him with like, you knew what the company was when you went in. Like, why do you think that they'd be interested in something like that? Like, and you know, their target market market is a lot of like white suburban kids. So like, why mm. as a creative director, would you pitch something like that with some of the like feelings that I saw online? And I was, I, I personally kind of sort of feel like that. Like it's one thing to, now I don't know if what he alleges, which is systemic racism and that, I don't know if that is the correlation or if those are just two separate incidents and there are other, because I can definitely say that I'm pretty sure there aren't many people of color on the higher ups of Supreme. So I, well, yeah, I don't what, doubt that, that there's systemic saying, racism yeah. at all. Um, but I don't know if he is correlating like that, that collaboration being canceled with that precipitating his exit like that was the last straw or if this was in play or whatever so i've seen that and then supreme came out with a statement which i thought was really kind of crazy um not crazy but usually like the brands don't comment you know they kind of like i'm Mm. sure lawyers would probably say don't say anything um you know uh but yeah they were kind of like well you know we we didn't really know like what like you know like deflecting essentially i'm trying to find Mm -hmm. the statement that um that's that like they put out but but yeah you can look it up like they're two you know conflicting state not conflicting but kind of sort of they're they're not gonna say yeah it was systemic racism that's why you left i mean they're not gonna say that so um so yeah the only thing that i'm really confused about is like like what's the collab his idea and why would he want imagery of black men hung and like slavery and why would that even be <laughs> like I'm, I'm just that's really the question by... that people had because, Arthur like, Jaffa is the guy who does the right I paintings. saw that yeah but like whether this is your idea or not they want to not have it okay if it was his idea right and they decided not to go forward with it I kind of get that because I don't think it's, I think it's it's a little bit too much. And I don't understand even why that needs yeah. to be a concept for any brand. For apparel. Like, this is not a book. You know what I mean? Like, this mm-hmm. isn't a photo book. This isn't something that lives in, like, a periodical form. Like, this is something that you're putting on your body. And this is, like, a form of a statement when you wear right. it out. But you it know? also feels really strange that he, being black, who mm-hmm. want to do a, this kind of concept for like a white owned company? That's, that's what people are saying. That's what some of the discourse was. And so, if the owner James didn't want to go ahead, I actually understand. Yeah, I do too. I because don't know how it was said. Apparently, Supreme has said we did not cancel it. So yeah, they, I saw that they didn't cancel yeah, so, it, but he's saying know. that they did behind and they didn't like let him know that this mm-hmm. happened or like you know. Um, without his knowledge but it sounds like just a misunderstanding i guess and it's also weird that he like put up screenshots of his texts with the guy like i hate when people do that when like when there's a discourse very upset but it's like yeah but i just hate when that always ends up happening i'm like i get it that you want to show proof because i think people are being skeptical on like what you're saying but i just hate when it's Mm. like 
Yeah. Oh, also it says here, this is from Artnet. They had a, a statement too. They're saying that um, it says uh, Emery shared screenshots of a text conversation he had with Jebbia. That's James Jebbia, the creator of Supreme. After meeting about the Axe Jaffa collaboration, his caption revealed that he was not consulted about the scrapping of the project, the images of which apparently involved in Emery's description, depiction of black men being hung and the freed slave Gordon pictured with his whip lashes on his back mm. which troubled a black studio employee so this might have mm. that the studio employee might have gone up to higher management and been like i'm not comfortable with this and i'm not sure it says jebbia in turn conceded that quote there should have been discourse about the project with me being that i was the creative director and i'm black emory continued so he's saying like they should have informed me about it but the thing is is that even if you yourself want to put it out like this is a business and you yeah. are working for another person. This is not your namesake. If it's denim tears, then do it. This is right. supreme. You know, it just feels like I'm trying to see. I mean, obviously, we don't know what these images look like, but it, what I'm hearing still the content. Like, I don't know how you can make any sort of product with this sort of concept behind. Like, I don't. I think it's like a really. It's a really like touchy situation. Like I because wonder the thing is, you'll how be much. making money from that, and it's like, why do we need? What the why do we need to explore this as like a product, or turn it into a product? Like I don't, I personally don't get that. Yeah, I don't get that when it's within like an established line. Like that's like a, a big risk. One. Yeah, yeah, it's a big risk. Like they it's have like investors. Saying, it's like let's do that for like H and M, you know. It's like you wouldn't want that. Like, no, and they've been in, and other companies have been in hot water with like racially insensitive things that have ended up coming out. Gucci, which lots of black folks are still buying Gucci. So many brands, and I mean, they did so some many. real racist shit not too long ago, but we like seem to forget it. And and the reason I have to say like, I am not. I mean, I'm not a, like a person that's gonna like you know split hairs on like everything that happens but me as a black person i feel that that doesn't that some might shock some people but i think that shows that there's just no diversity in the leadership because if yeah. there was they would not let something like that go out because they would be like maybe they don't know if there's a whole bunch of white people right, right, in a exactly. room 10 people know, and they're yeah. all looking at the designs and they're like oh yeah this looks great send it out but you don't know that this looks like a depiction that could be offensive mm -hmm. to another group if you're not of that group then right. how would you know until it's out and then all of a sudden you get backlash like this is why people ask for diversity but honest diversity mm -hmm. not tokens not yeah, like not you're there because you're like, black yeah, and we're not exactly. going to listen to you we're just going like to have a lot of take companies a picture just hire they need to yeah i mean i'm not going to say what brand but in 2010 i worked oh, oh i, just, I, thought you I don't want to say it i don't want to say oh it, yeah yeah you know you don't have to say it but literally the um yeah the head office literally was like they had a list they're like we need two black people one asian one this one that they literally that was the, the recruiting process and that was sent to hr for recruiting yeah and and people were hired even though they weren't very they didn't have the right skills because they just needed to tick the box you know mm -hmm. yeah and then we just say it openly, like, it's, like, funny, kind of, you know? God. It's really bad. They're like, okay, we can't hire this person, even though she seemed really good, because we already have a nation. Like, oh, literally wow. like that. So, 
we know that companies operate that way. I mean, yeah. And a lot of people they hired in 2020 when you had like the George Floyd protests and everything, a lot, yeah. when there was like that massive, you know, blanket, like we're going to give money to all these organizations. We're going to hire, we're going to do all this. A lot of them have cut those jobs. Those diversity and inclusion mm-hmm. hires have been the first to go because it didn't mean anything to them. Clearly from what mm-hmm. I think, if that's what they did. Then I side eye that company like, oh, you were just doing it so that you could be in the mix and not be accused of, you know, not changing or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, really, things haven't really changed that much. That's no. the problem. Even though we tell ourselves that we evolved. Um, we like it to be, you know, and, and speaking of things changing, Miss Carly Kloss might be buying ID. I know. When I wonder when I wonder if she really would though. Because I don't it hasn't know. been confirmed. These are just rumors. Yeah, so. it's just rumors. So we were talking about it like a week or two ago whenever it came out and I was like, No and you were like, Why? What's the big deal? I was like, Cause she's married to Jared Kushner's brother. And yeah, like, so I didn't no. know that. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't I at least you don't know who models I'm married to, but um I I think we had a conversation about it and I was like, yeah, that sucks. I had no idea. But at the end of the day, she's she will be saving the population. I know, that's the double-edged sword so, about it. And the other thing is that it's not that like she will be like the head or creative director or involved with any No, that's the, true. So I think, honestly, she you obviously don't like her because she's married to this awful person, but... She probably, I mean, she's doing something good. You know what I mean? I would hope that she is if she does. I, I, I think I did read that the current editor would stay on. It wouldn't yeah. be a switch of uh, the team. Alistair, yeah. Yeah, Alistair. But, but that's the thing. Like, I feel like we might not like her because of her like personal life and, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, I, I do feel like it comes from a place of, like, she loves the publication and she has the money and, like, She's in fashion. She's in the industry. And she's been an investor. I was reading about it yeah. for a while mm-hmm. now. Yeah, and she she's has. she's got like some insane brand. Like, I didn't know that Stocks X, you know, she she bought that. Like bought no, it she as didn't in buy, she owns no, she's it? She's an active investor. Oh, she's, okay. So she like has a good stake in it. And there's StockX other... is not the good one. Uh, everyone out there, if you want to buy some sneakers, you can use GOAT. Goat, goat, yeah, like yeah, goat. goat is goat's the best one. But I feel like clearly she's like, is this is like her hobby to invest in brands and whatever? And is she, um, I mean, she's featured in that magazine, so like, I'm sure she, you know, it has like a special place in her heart, and if she can do something to save it, I, I definitely support it. Yeah, I support that she's gonna save the magazine. That's about. It. I just don't find her like an interesting model that much. So I wish it was someone that was like a bit more known for their fashion but i guess they, you're right so they are clear. just like investing in the company they wouldn't be like running it if she came out no. and said i'm gonna be the editor-in-chief and i'm buying it then i'd be like oh no fuck that like exactly. you're taking the the whole like heritage and you're just gonna like throw it out because it still has to remain english like i hope there's yeah. no like american kind of influence you know yeah also do you know that she played like a big role in like when uh w was like kind of having issues i didn't mm-hmm. know that you know so like it, it clearly magazines have like mean a lot to her and so she can do something she's in a position to help 
I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. We'll see what happens, I guess. I just I was just shocked when I read it. I was like, Carly Kloss, what? I was yeah, like, this sounds random. Yeah, like, I was like, buying ID. Um, but- and then speaking about print, because I just like kind of splurged my whole budget of the month to buy these new <laughs> magazines. But that's cool because one of them is the Sofia Coppola book I just bought, but and it just shipped today. So I'm really excited. Oh, yeah. So um, also follow the FG Library account if you want to see my photo books and magazines that I've hoarded all these years. But uh, so I bought like a document with your boy Killian Murphy on the cover. I've never bought a document mm-hmm. before. Uh, so I'm excited to I was looking through it and it's really fucking cool. Um, I ordered System, which is I ordered from this amazing eBay seller um who's not charging me like crazy amounts of shipping to get it in the state so it's really fucking cool um i'll actually post the link on the actual fashiongrunge.com post for it so like give them business and they'll keep doing it but i got them for like you know shipping was free so i was like fuck because i always want to order these magazines from overseas because we just don't have places here that ship them and the shipping is like more than the magazine sometimes double the magazine the shipping will be like 35 pounds oh, yes yeah, really european yeah like and i'm crazy. just like yeah i like have to really pick and choose like which ones i buy overseas because it's just too expensive also a hot tip for any people ordering from the u.s the australian dollar is in our favor right now so if you <laughs> go and look uh perimeter books is where i usually order my love want you can get it shipped and landed to the u.s for 27 bucks like their oh. dollar is weaker than the U.S. dollar right yeah, now, that's, so uh, kind of nice. But yeah, yeah, so if there are any stores in Australia, like or places, shops that you want to like that do worldwide shipping, it's in your interest to do that, mm-hmm. which is really cool. So anyway, so I bought System and it's issue twenty one. I've never bought a System either. Um, it's issue twenty one. It's their tenth anniversary, but it's a two volume set plus this addendum, which is like this kind of multimedia package of like a CD and these like floor plans for fashion shows for the label is, uh, I think it's like Courage, I think is the, is the label. My mom actually knew it. She's like, oh, I remember the original one from the 60s. Oh, but I guess wow. they came back and the people who designed it, the people who do Caperni, I think, I was like reading about oh, yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, or they did it, I think, when it came back. So there's a whole like supplement Wait, in with I that. Lost you. Oh, Lauren, can you hear me? Okay, you you like. Oh, you me. lost me for a second. Can you hear yeah, me now? But, yeah, I hear you now. Oh, okay. Um, so the first issue, the first volume is uh, a lot of different artists teamed up talking about their first Paris Fashion Week. Like, what's the first show they went to, and what do they think it means today? And oh, then the, I saw that. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. And. The second volume is Jurgen Teller's like 298 like page photo diary of Paris Fashion Week last season. And I was like, I love Jurgen Teller. It's like getting a Jurgen Teller book. It's oh, really it yeah, fucking sure. cool. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. yeah it um, cool. So there are a few people that were listed in this conversation, but Demna from Balenciaga had a really interesting thing I wanted to read. So oh, the, the two cool. questions that they asked everyone were the first one is what was the very first Paris Fashion Week show you ever attended? Demna said, I attended a show in the BHV department store unintentionally while shopping for socks there. It was awfully amazing because models strolled around the floor senselessly in the latest collections sold in the store. Very anthropological experience, better than Fashion Week. So number two is tell us about what Paris Fashion Week represents today. 
So he says, it's a circus made up for influencers and celebrities to have their picture taken at the entrance of shows. The actual collections and design of a product seem to be mostly a preoccupation of fashion press and designers themselves. I think it's less about the actual fashion than business. You Mm. can tell it by the way there's a lack of individuality and personal style in the way that people who attend dress up for shows. There's seldom personality and identity to it. It's mostly about promoting a brand to sell bags and perfumes. Pretty boring. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of ironic that he's really spot on, but that he works for a company that employs like Kim Kardashian and essentially benefits off of the use of like I influencers. Know, but, I mean, I, it, he does have, do. it's literally that. I mean, we see, you know, we should have seen the, the whole like Kylie thing with acne because remember when she attended the show like a uh-huh. couple of seasons ago and we were like why is she there it was last season she probably already was contracted to to be the the next uh I person know. yeah it, it kills me it's still like and i could talk about it all the time but i don't want to be like that girl um just how much influence they have like as they I say hate- the devil works hard chris jenner works harder so he's seeing them everywhere you can't and then also her sister was not just in the Stella McCartney but she was also in W I think or like mm-hmm. it's just everywhere you know between the, the three of them and Kim obviously but. if they didn't make any money for these people if they didn't have like a social media platform that directly influenced millions of people buying things just because they wear them then I wouldn't have a problem with it but like we've seen when we talk about fashion like often on these podcasts like with the ad like with with the advancement of social media fashion is less about art and now it's a business it's like I don't really give a shit mm-hmm. how great your you know designs are like if you don't bring our bottom line up like you're out like this we're selling yeah. clothes here we we can't afford to send everything to the sale rack so you need to have someone not just someone who's a good model, but someone who's going to get people to wear it just because they're wearing it, even if it's not right. even their style. For me, the bigger issue is like, we we made these women who they are. You know, they're only successful because we, not actually, I don't want to say we because I'm definitely. Like society. Society. Global society. They, yeah. You know, they're going to be famous until people stop giving them the importance like that they have, you know, relevance. Like, I I don't understand why people see clothes on them and they're like, oh, yeah, that I love that. I'm going to get that. Like, I literally don't get it. And not to mention, especially like the the Kylie's and the Kim's. I mean, allegedly, but come on, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, that's just custom. Their body types are not fitting in any shit that you see mm. on a runway at all. Like, they have massive boobs. We all know that high fashion clothes are not made for people with, like, massive boobs and tiny waists and huge asses. <laughs> like, huge. Like, it's true. So, like, that stuff's custom anyway. Like, they're not wearing that shit from, like, off the rack. And it's, like, a $2,000 jacket. But I also feel like, I mean, I do genuinely feel like an alien because clearly I'm not seeing what everyone else is seeing. Like, I don't see any, like, personal style. I don't see them wearing cool, beautiful, interesting anything. So, I don't I don't they think why people are obsessed with their 
aesthetic and look because I don't see any. They have not. They have no. I don't think they have any discernible style. This is why I love the Olsen twins. And people want to know like why I love the Olsen twins. It's because their fucking style is incredible. Yeah, it is, and it's, it's so theirs. Cool. And it's mm-hmm. and it's like they are my like North or like Mary Kay has been my North star like a Kim Kardashian. Like I would buy something because she's wearing it. I bought those Adidas Sambas. So I was like, oh my god, they look so cool. Oh, I think everyone did. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> she does the same thing for like the fashion girlies. The fashion mm-hmm. girlies don't respect Kim Kardashian. Like, let's be real. No, like, not the real fashion girlies that no, are like you know true. influencers. Like, but people respect the Olsons. That's why you still see photos of them in outfits and people still breaking them down because. And this is why people spend thousands and thousands of dollars on the row, like which yeah. is one of the most expensive brands. It's insane. And it's not even like what a lot. I mean, they do wear it sometimes, but they don't exclusively wear it. Like Mary Kay no, wears a ton don't. of vintage. Yeah. She re-wears bags all the time. She has just as much money as Kim Kardashian. And she could be out there doing whatever. But like they re- I love that they reuse stuff. You see them in stuff that like I'd love I love that they're super private too because we'll never see it, but I'd love to see their closet. Like their closet and their archive set up because they too. have so much. Like or maybe they don't. Oh, yeah. Maybe they sell it. Maybe they have no, a turnover. There's but no way they Yeah, they sell have it. to have like a massive archive. They don't need to sell it. They're like so wealthy at this point oh yeah you know? i mean super wealthy like why would oh they and i have another anything? quote from system by yoji yay about uh, fashion week so he says i couldn't tell you the first show i attended but i can tell you one of the last the first couture show or first couture collection of um alaya in january 2003 i admired his pride and his freedom he always tried to preserve the pleasure in his creations and then he says, I, today I think Paris Fashion Week should speak more about the craftsmanship and know-how mm-hmm. of the fashion industry. Many factories are closing their doors every year in Japan. Thread making, fabric making, and sewing companies that have developed high-level techniques through the years are all disappearing. When people talk mm-hmm. about the fashion industry, they never mention those who make the industry. These good factories in Italy, in Japan, etc. They are living treasures and they're becoming very rare these days. I'm afraid that we are losing know-how and craftsmanship in the fashion industry. Well, yeah, for sure we are. Completely. Everything is so basic and simple and it's definitely like quantity over quality for sure, you know? Yeah, it's like, it's just that influencer shit. Just, I mean, it's definitely been, it's just funny because like looking back at the September issue, um, the the episode that we did, like watching Mm -hmm. the documentary, how when like Grace did this incredibly, like, I mean, incredibly beautiful shots, like she did several, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of the, the images got completely... Like cut, cut by Anna, and Anna just kept going back to the commerciality. Like, no, this is no, this is not commercial enough. We need to get more pieces in there that are wearable. This is not wearable. Like, Grace is like interested in like creating beautiful images. You know, mm-hmm. she's not thinking I need to feature that top from this brand or whatever. And Anna is just like, no, we need to make it more commercial. We need to see the clothes, like. I mean, it's definitely been like that for a while, but I feel like now it's... I mean, you and I talk about it all the time. What mm-hmm. There isn't... Not that... like I agree there shouldn't always just be a few trends, but really, it's so random now. Mm-hmm. You couldn't really capsule, like, 
2023 in fashion because it's random. I like when they used to do those recaps at the at the end of the shows. Um, I mean, this was like a long time ago, like style.com days, where they would have like at the end of the season, they would be like, they'd show all the like bell sleeves are in. And then they would show like all yes. the designers that feature yeah. that one thing. That's and then like blues. Yeah. Like, I mean, even like going to fashion school, like that, you know, all this stuff was really helpful. And like, it was just cooler. Like you appreciate, I don't know, people went work um you you revisited decades but then you reinvented mm-hmm. certain things whereas now it's literally literal like 1980s 90s six it's just very specific things i just replicated like they're not no one is reinterpreting anything you know it's like even like the helmet show it's the same right. you're trying to do the 90s minimalism like you mid 90s minimalism but you you got to give us something to right. be excited that we're like oh that's a different take on it like oh that's cool like I mean it, I th- the thing is it must be really challenging to be innovative at this point you know mm-hmm. because like everything is it though seen- I mean Yoji still is come to Garcon oh, yeah. I mean like you've got the thing is I feel like but the it's talent more pool. yeah it's well they're like- they're not commercial. I mean, they're lucky and never and, been. that they're not so commercial. You do, yeah. Like you could get away with making the sculpture and be like, "This is a dress," you know. Um, do you think that's American Vogue too? Like American publications are way more focused on like commerciality. Oh yeah, than sure. European so, ones. Yeah. So America is about practicality, and Europe mm-hmm. is about style. Yeah, that's whatever true. that means. It doesn't matter that it rains all the time or that it's cold. It's not about being practical and comfortable it's about this is why the most successful like i guess bait i mean i know it sounds funny but basics like t-shirt brands and mm-hmm. underwear the best brands are american because it's in america it's all about comfort mm-hmm. that's true you know and in europe it's about design it's about paris it's true like what he said about paris used to be about crap like yeah I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just everything's just changing. And also we have AI to worry about. Yeah, who can like start maybe predicting patterns and start having someone you could like even give them like a prompt into like a 3D pattern machine or some kind of pattern cutting machine. Like give me 80s silhouette, but future and, you know, like you can just prompt it and then it's going to end up like creating things for you. Possibly. Yeah. I it's a it's a weird it's a weird world like it's a weird like futuristic world that i feel like is gonna be uh yeah it's kind of nuts it's really nuts i just think we have so much and this is literally the industry's fault like why do we even have four collections a year not more for more actually like pre-resort pre-fall cruise i mean it's just and then couture week it's just too much that's too much. It's all content it's now. Much, yeah. It doesn't mean anything. It's just a photo on a screen and then you forget about it. Like that's that's also what's everything's been reduced to. It's just like it's really, really big. Like and now it's really, you know, now there's so many more influencers and fashion people who are going to these shows and now I'm just like, how many times can I see the same people like talking about the same show and it's a fashion show i know it's like it's just so saturated mm -hmm. and i feel like this is why 
the answer or the response to this is being like vintage and I vintage is also got out of control in a way but these are like people who refuse to like buy into well-known brands or like new anything it's like I'm just gonna do vintage you know I'm just gonna mm-hmm. like buy online or go to the thrift stores and and then just create my own random style yeah you know? which you have a lot of especially on tiktok you see it you know uh-huh. oh yeah but at the same time it's just kind of like bored. i'm just really uninspired like i don't i don't remember last time i saw something that i was like i like single items yeah you know, like am i like a coat a bag or some i mean really shoes um because i can't really buy anything at the moment nothing will fit me but shoes would <laughs> The only few people I feel like that always constantly surprise me or, or that I'm, like, kind of excited is Loewe is always really cool. Well, that. I mean, it's is... always, like, really fun. You're like, oh, what are they going to do this season? Like, Well, yeah. But, I mean, I've been saying that for years. Like, J.W. Anderson is literally, like, one of the most talented designers out there. He's like the yeah. Andy Warhol of fashion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't look at all the shades that he's put out there in the market and they're so different and it's like a thing you know Mm -hmm. um and they're like really kind of bold and wild but people wear them and it's just become i think he was named like the most popular brand yeah this year it was like the most searched and everything because people see it and it's just so cool Oh, um, yeah it's definitely fun i mean it's very english in a sense you know it's very it's quirky, like quirky like, yeah it's like mm-hmm. cool i'm always like what are they gonna do speaking of like bold and wild i told you about this uh tabby swindler from oh, tiktok yeah, yeah so lauren just <laughs> told me about it this week and showed me the video and it was like it's hilarious it's i could not crazy. believe it it's so insane i'm sure everyone by now knows everyone has story, to know that this but... guy that this girl saw uh she went like on a date with he ended up coming back to her apartment and the next morning she realized <laughs> that he stole her margella tabby mary janes not only that but he <laughs> gifted them to his girlfriend that he was cheating on apparently because obviously that you know she didn't know that and then she makes this tiktok about it to like post the photo of the guy and she's like everyone you know watch out for this guy because the internet is actually a cool place too sometimes she ended up tracking it down because somebody saw it and was like oh my god my friend is dating that guy and he just gave her tabbies (laughs) like yesterday and she so she ended up getting them back like how and she like met the guy i think like on the street or something he wanted her to take down the video because he was like, at first he denied mm-hmm. it, I think. And then he was like, oh, you got me. But he was like really surly about it. Like he was like, whatever, you caught me. Like, God. I mean, the power of the internet, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, how nuts though. And also she must have like a decent following. Because for that video to be shared so much and go viral. Somebody saw it and must have reposted it. Because I don't think she had like a massive... She didn't have a massive following already. And last I checked, her following hadn't grown like crazy. And I was like, really? Um, I was like, maybe just people have watched that one video. Like she might get paid off that one video. Potentially. I mean, I guess that's one one of the very few kind of benefits of like the internet world, you know, that mm-hmm. you could do that and like get your sh- very expensive shoes back. I know. I mean, this is something that I see in like, I would see in like an episode of Insecure. 
you know? Uh-huh. Oh, definitely. And we were talking about the sex in the city where the guy, like, robs her on the street. <laughs> like, and the, the way that he was like, give me your Blonics. Like, he didn't say, give me those shoes. Like, he was like, give me your Blonics. And somebody wrote, like, somebody posted, I have to post the meme. Somebody put, like, the tabbies in the picture of her where the tabbies are. The guy be like, give me your tabbies. <laughs> Like, it's just really funny. I yeah, mean, it's really. I mean, it's really sad. I'm glad she got it back, but then there was a lot of like really nasty discourse with yeah. like slut shaming the girl, which was so fucked because up. Like, why do you have this sex, guy? Like a one night stand. Yeah, why do you have this guy out. in your apartment? It's like, I hate this puritanical, annoying thing about America. Like, that would never be a thing in the UK. No, or in other parts of Europe. Why are people like saying, "Oh, you kind of brought it." on yourself for sleeping like you know how like who cares how the fuck do you would ever think like honestly that any guy would do that and also having a night a one night stand doesn't give you the right to steal like Like, so you all are saying that it's cool (laughs) that like if you're like what if she was like you wanted her to be dating him for six months and then him steal it like what what would have made the story like have you like have any compassion for her? I think people were like, their shoes, what's the big deal? But they're like sentimental to her too, because she's like, My dad got them for me. Like No, but they're fucking expensive. Deal. Yeah. I mean They're not cheap. And the fucking girl getting it, like the can you imagine being like, Oh my god, those shoes, this he, your boyfriend stole them off this girl that he fucked. <laughs> I'd be like, What? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Yeah, a one night stand where he cheated on me and these shoes are hot. Like, are you crazy? I, I, was... I know. He must have said that he bought them secondhand somewhere. This would happen because... on girls, too. Oh, this would totally like, happen. Like, this would happen to like, Jessa or someone. And she would, like, find him in the street and, like, start chasing after him. And be like, you, you're the one that stole my shoes. Like, I can well, see that. It would happen to Shoshana, too, I think. Oh, yeah, it totally would happen to Shoshana. She would, like, file a police like, when... report. Like when that guy uh, was leaving with her, and he's like, "Wait, are you leaving with oh, me?" Ray? You don't, Ray. <laughs> he's like, "Uh, wait, are we living together?" <laughs> he like just didn't have anywhere else to go. Funny. He's Such like, well, you... "I'm sorry, I can't." I literally, girls and sex in the city. Like, there's just too many great episodes. I can't even pick like my favorite. We're gonna do two episodes of Sex in the City coming up soon on Patreon um so yeah join that we're gonna pick two random episodes and just talk about them like we do with some other shows so yeah join the patreon too um yeah oh my last magazine i forgot to mention which is because i was talking about system i got this magazine called her i think it's erdes because it's from spain um oh yeah and it is so fucking cool i basically saw it on online through my library account i follow these like publishers and like small magazines and then i saw that this magazine had an icelandic issue well if you know me anything about iceland i'm immediately into so i saw that the cover was like the icelandic issue and i was like oh cool so i saw someone flipping through it like how i do my videos and i was like these look incredible like i was like i have to buy this this is this is what happens with print i go like years without buying anything and then i like get into some kind of phase and i'm like i need to fucking collect everything so right now I'm in that mode, but I'm coming down because I can no longer spend that much money on stuff. But I have enough to tide me over for like the season right now. Yeah, I but, mean, those are the, they are kind of books, you know. Yeah, well, like... they are. I mean, the ones I got are like definite books. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not getting rid of them. So I found, uh, I found this magazine on Mad Culture, which I think is the like a London shop, 
and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to bite the bullet and just get this one because it's about Iceland and it should be really cool. I got it in the mail and it's like hardback and like the cover is printed on the linen. Like just the quality of, and the actual ad, I think it's a, I want to say it's a Loewe ad, but it might be something else. I forget. But the ad is printed on the back of the hardback. Like it's really cool. Um, so then like it's a really cool like Paco Rabanne ad too, like when you open it. And oh, that's so it's funny. incredible photography. Like it's one of the most stunning books of photography I've ever seen. And it's amazing fashion, amazing landscapes on Iceland. So definite ten out of ten. Um uh, I've I love that like finding a random magazine. I also like that the ones that I bought recently are ones I've never bought before. So mm-hmm. I like that they're all things I'd like system I'd seen and document I'd seen yours. And I was like, yeah, I just don't have one, but I really like a lot of their shoots and stuff. Also like the Gabriette girl, I didn't put down on my list of things to talk about, but the model Gabriette is everywhere. I did not realize. I don't she- think she had work done. I think. Oh, she well, lost- someone said that she did. Someone so, on some message board said that she did that went to school the- with her or something in high school. Oh, that could the- be- I mean, maybe a nose job, but that could I be think- fake the alleged is, alleged I have work met so many people and including myself and when you lose a lot of weight your features change like some people just lose weight on their bodies and not really on their face but a lot of people like lose weight on their face and it completely changes your features like I think she I can definitely attest to that but I feel like it looks like that Bella with the face that buccal fat removal mm. that like sucks in your cheeks maybe i think that might be something but a lot of models have that right like a lot like a lot. i think they're probably getting it but no it's no shade to her i mean you know if you get work done and she looks great so i mean she did lose like a lot of weight though yeah yeah she was definitely curvy before and she was in a band before so she looked really different before she became a model like she wasn't always a model i think that's more recent but I follow her on TikTok because of her recipes. I always thought she dressed cool, but I didn't really like care about. I didn't know that she was like a model model. I thought she just mm-hmm. kind of like did things. And now that I bought these magazines, like she's in the document, and I think she has a cover. She's in the cover of Purple. Like she's, yeah, no, she's in like she's, that. I have stuff. seen her in like a lot. Yeah, so she she's she was in, in um, what is that brand called? Uh, sh- uh. Oh my god, it's gonna annoy me so much. Well, she was in like she walked the area shows like oh, a few years ago. Okay. And she did Kim Shu. Kim Shu. Oh, right? okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She walked for so. Wang, which a lot of people were not excited about. And she's supposedly dating mm. Maddie Healy from the nineteen seventy five. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, so she's on the come up. I mean, I feel like you'll hear her name more if you if you mm-hmm. uh don't, you know. It's... I'm just ready for someone else because I'm sick of the same models ever, like like the same people. Yeah, or it's like uh, Nepo Babies, like Lisa Rinna, who's like an actress here, uh, and she was on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Her daughter, her name is her name is Amelia Gray. She's on like the the new pop, like she's trying oh. to be the next Gigi. She has two daughters, oh. and on the show she was kind of like she wasn't pushing them like Yolanda, Gigi, and Bella's mom was kind of pushing them on the show, but but Rinna was trying to like pull that same move like be a momager mm-hmm. because obviously Gigi's oh, like a supermodel. Yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden we started seeing all these scenes of like the girls walking in fashion week and the girls like doing this fashion shit. And I was like, God, why is she trying to make these girls happen? Like, this is so annoying. And the one girl, the one sister, she just was like 
I guess she maybe she didn't want to do it anymore, but I haven't seen her. But Amelia, Amelia Gray, I think is what she goes by. Harry Hamlin is her father too, the actor. Um, um I don't know who that is. Yeah, you, you probably if you see his face, you might recognize him. I mean, he was in like Mad Men. He's he's like a big actor in like the eighties oh, and nineties okay. and stuff. But um, so she has like two famous parents. So she's like, I was like, it's all these like nepo kids, like obviously like Lily Rose Depp, who does a lot of like random. She doesn't do runway because she's small but Mia i mean Jovovich just... like yeah that's kid. right yeah ethan hawks kaya she's everywhere she she's everywhere like, yeah she's it's... just she literally looks like her mom she's like identical. it's crazy it's really crazy yeah, yeah like it's really crazy so i i do like that that gabriette is like not just an instagram model like that she's like mm-hmm. doing legit shit i mean she does have a really cool look she's got the tattoos you know she's like a different style yeah it's definitely like grungier like more like low-key uh-huh yeah. yeah it's really crazy definitely more alternative but yeah and i think she walked for diesel too like last oh, year for sure. i can see that yeah, yeah she has a that. y2k era you know what she has she reminds me of like a modely y2k version of like angelina jolie yes she's like kind I of know. like gia she's kind of like badass and you're kind of like mm-hmm. what's her deal I like be like tomboyish mm-hmm. as well the yeah. tattoos like she has the like jet black hair like very angelina like what angelina looked like on like red carpets in like the early 2000s mm-hmm. so yes, that's her I vibe agree. so yeah. i do like that i do like that she i she i like her she's like one of my favorite models right now and i love her recipes she cooks the most like crazy shit it's all shit from like erewhon <laughs> which is like eight thousand dollars if you live in la it's like this crazy ridiculous grocery store that's so expensive and she just, it, I just love her videos. They're just so soothing when she's like making stuff. I just yeah, like to it's watch her really make healthy stuff, stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just like watch, like watching her make stuff. So good for you, Gabrielle. Get your shit, get your shit while you can. Except for dating Manny Healy, that's kind of why. But um, my last thing I had was that I know you're not on TikTok anymore. So I tried to like pull some things from TikTok that I. Like I show you different things or like yeah, download a video no, and send cool. it to you. So I found this creator, Hannah E, and I'll definitely link her to, I'll link the Tabby video too in the Fashion Grunge post. But Hannah E is so funny. She's a beauty writer. I'm not sure where she's based from, but she has just recently started to make these like niche looks and kind of like make up her own aesthetics, like how TikTok has an aesthetic for everything. I just think they're really funny, so I just told you about them. And she, three that I that I saw that she's been like focusing on is the like bimbo vampire. I love that one. I love that. It's such a great reference, bimbo vampire. I love it. I love the bimbo vampire. She's got like this really. She has a really cool reels too, where she like describes the the aesthetic and the vibes. Yeah. No, I what I watched a lot of them, and like. It's really fresh. Like I, I really love it. Um, I love the mermaid, and I love the the images that she has. They're just really perfect. Like, it's just really great. I love her videos. The the, yeah. I also just really like her as a person. I think she's just funny. Yeah, well. she's really cool. So I really like her. Oh, the the mermaid one is called Sea Hag. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's really funny. It's like sea glam. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. She's a beauty writer. That's why I like that she's not even like she's not stylist. She's not a makeup person, but she does incredible makeup. Yeah, yeah, she does. It's really funny. Isn't that Mandy's background too? She's a writer. Uh, Mandy was a trend forecaster. Trend forecaster. I think so. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I'm really excited that I found this new creator that like is young and like is funny and like kind of has something to say and isn't like pretentious about it. Uh, she has the fairy queen, which is like a very like Laurel Canyon, Joni Mitchell vibe. The high rise hottie was like the eighties, the eighties oh, girl reference, I which was that. cool. That was... Like, <laughs> so yeah, well, I'll, I'll link like her. How, um, the, she posts a few videos of her personal style, but they're really funny and low key. Mm-hmm. Like it's not really like like other like influ like other people on social media that are like posters. She's just kind of like just being herself, and it's really funny. Like she wears cool vintage too. She's really into eighties. <laughs> yeah, there are a few creators that are really into eighties, which is so funny. That they're like into eighties. That's just kind of funny. They're so young, they weren't even born. No, they weren't even close to being born. Like she was definitely born in like late nineties for sure. Uh, oh yeah definitely but yeah she's really cool maybe i'll um have her on the podcast because she seems fun she's just yeah honestly watching her videos will crack me up some (laughs) stuff that she says it's just way too funny and she can't even like help it and she laughs you know yeah it's just just like i just came up with that (laughs) it's really good so i definitely have to say like give her a follow on instagram or tiktok because it's it's really funny yeah she's on instagram too so yeah, that's all that I had for my fashion chat notes. Do you have any other things that you can think of that you want to talk about? Uh, as far as the fashion I mean, industry, I'm not really on TikTok, and I'm like, I the only thing that I watched that was really funny was did you see the coach show? Did you watch it? Oh no, I didn't watch it. I saw like some stills from it. Was it cool? Like people were raving yeah, it was about cool, it. But- it was cool actually. Like I, but it's very much like stuff that we've seen before. Like Oh, okay. There's definitely a lot of old I mean, just stuff that's been done before by like McQueen in the late nineties or um Raph, you know, mm-hmm. like the knitted sweaters, you know, the stripe like really sort of like punk. Uh-huh. In like red and black stripes or like yellow and black. But they were like dresses. Oh, okay. With, like holes and everything, and I mean, it, it's just funny because w- when I see coach accessories, it's so different from yeah. the actual ready to wear. You know, like yeah, it's so different. It looks like two different companies. Completely, yeah, yeah. But which it's is so weird. funny because they have this girl who crashed the show. <laughs> oh, Peta. Huh? Wasn't it Peta? Like a fur person? Anti fur? Yes, she said she said coach, she was carrying a sign that said I think he said don't don't you know, like I might be misquoting this, but I think he said coach leather kills. Oh yeah, because the leather, yeah, the animal I like the animal product. I think I, I didn't realise. I don't think people realised. Um they thought maybe it was part of the show, but it was so aggressive the way they remove her from the walk oh, from really? the catwalk. Like she she looked like a model and she just walk in. I just I always think like how did they do it? Because surely the model in front of her and behind her knew that she wasn't a model. Like wow. I just don't get how she even made it. But she made it to the end of like let's say she had to walk like a straight line and then turn left. She made it to the end and then two security guards removed her, but it was really aggressive the way they kind of like dragged her. Like, oh, wow. You should watch the clip. It's, it's just everywhere, really. Right? Oh, wow. Yeah, I know they um, have like protesters and stuff, but yeah, I didn't know it was like aggressively like 
forcefully removing it her. It just felt like a little bit like unnecessary, but oh god. Um, oh. but it, I mean, it was quite a lot of people were laughing. I saw some people that oh, were really? the show and they laughed, and I was like, this is not really funny. Do you I know? wonder if there'll be more of those because you know how they ha- they happen in England a lot. Like, yeah, the people who oh do the, gosh. like, anti-oil yeah. and they, like, mm-hmm. splash stuff on the paintings and everything or, like, sit in the road. I wonder if maybe this London Fashion Week, because it's, like, really visible. I mean, it hasn't happened, I don't think, not that I can recall yet, but I wonder mm. if maybe there'll be more climate protesters or, so you know, something I like don't, that. I definitely totally support it when it's, like, uh, they protest in a fashion week and they, you know, the whatever about like fair back in the day mm-hmm. and now like cl- you know climate change and stuff but I have to say I have like a huge I, I feel so uncomfortable when when I see what they do to like art at museums yeah because to me it's like I know you're trying to get um you you're trying to be seen and I really you know like I, I just feel like you just don't go there because no. it's like you you kind of fucking replace this, you no. know. You're trying to ruin like fucking like Van Gogh. Paintings. Yeah, like priceless. Like it's kind of. I mean, I I have heard the people's like testimonies like, about it or like interviews, and they're like, "Well, we had to do this in order to be really to get to to get attention from like news outlets and to you know for for these videos to go viral." But I just feel like you just don't go there because that no. is not. There has to be other way, but don't ruin art, art like that, because it's mm-hmm. just you can't. It's too precious. Like I just don't. I have a problem with that actually. Yeah, that I definitely think is like a bit much. Like lay in the street, spraying and... or like throwing like tomato cans, yeah, or food like and oil, like, and ruin paintings. It yeah. feels just completely like disrespectful. For sure. Yeah, yeah, it's like that's not cool. But there's so many other ways you can protest and get your. Get your statement out there, you know? Yeah, just walk around naked on the streets with, like, a sign or, like, I don't know. Do That's know what, what they've usually done. But don't destroy, like, things that are completely, like, priceless. And, no. Like, it's part of history. And, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a drag. Well, that's the that only thing I've seen. Drag. I mean, I, I told you, I'm just not really that inspired by fashion. Like, Yeah, we've kind of been saying the same old, but there are some things like, you know, I guess I, I hope we're not like a broken record to people out there. I mean, and it's so funny. Someone on TikTok was like, where do you source your magazines? I was like, source, bitch. I've been hoarding this shit for a while. <laughs> I was like, could you imagine if I was like actively out here just like buying tons of back issues? I mean, well, I think because that's just younger people like don't. They probably think I'm way do, younger than like, I am. Don't we think Probably. I'm like 25 and I just have Probably. this like really cool fucking collection of like shit from the early 2000s. I'm like, yeah. no, I just hung on to it for some reason. I have a bunch of flaunt magazines that I kind of sort of don't want. Like that's you like the one magazine them. that I just don't want. You might, there might be a collector out there. Yeah, sure. maybe. I should sell them as a lot because it's like they're like a few of them. I, I don't want to sell them like piecemeal. It's like too much. Oh, I see. It's too much okay. work. I want to be like yeah. fucking 50 bucks. Take them. Like I honestly don't want them. But I don't know if uh, it's funny. Doing Bird magazine DM'd me and they were like, where did you buy this? Um, oh. And I was like, uh, I was like, I don't remember. I was like, you know, honestly, I used to buy a lot of my magazines from Tower Records. Tower Records had the sickest magazine yeah, shop, they, like I aisles remember. of fashion. I remember. Yeah, yeah, I bought Exit from Tower. Mm-hmm. I bought like Doing Bird, like a tons of really cool ones in the early 2000s. And 
I guess they were like, oh, are you selling any of them? And I was like, no, I only have four. I was like, but no, because they're actually releasing a new issue soon, they said. It's been like oh. four years or like three years, but doing Bird I like a lot. They're really cool. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. But going back, I wasn't like being negative. I was saying like, I don't believe that there's anything fun out there. I just mean like, I really haven't seen anything that's like wowed me like recently. Yeah. You know? Yeah. From like from the general industry. I mean, the only things I've seen is like, I still like that print's still a thing and that I can discover new things and i like finding new creators like that mm-hmm. hannah e girl the tabby story like there's some funny fashion adjacent things that happen that i think are cool like for the culture <laughs> yeah for the culture of fashion but then it's yeah it's just it's i listen to a lot of random podcasts about fashion not that many because there just aren't that many and one that i really like just seems to not update anymore but oh. um but it's just like, oh yeah, a lot of them actually. There have been a lot of podcasts that just kind of stop updating. But we are still updating. <laughs> and yeah. We're doing 90s movies. The next one that's going to come out next week is going to be Fargo. My first time watching uh, with Charles. Wow. So I need to perfect my Dakota accent. Mm-hmm. So that should be fun. And then Patreon, we're going to do Sex in the City this week. We got interviews up there. We did Annie Hall for our latest backtrack. Swim Fan is going to come out soon for Forward Flash. And we have a guest for that. So, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff on the horizon. Leave us a review and share it with your friends and tell everyone how fucking cool this podcast is. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.